Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. Hello, Martin. Good God. Hello, Ben. Shall we talk about pornography on this episode? I think it'd be rude not to. I think it'd be very rude not to. Hello. That was a really weird intro, but that's fine. Welcome your, your ears, your faces, your nose, shoulders, everything else to Pixel Podcast with a lovely, wonderful episode. Yes, we're being a bit tongue-in-cheek this episode, but it's fine. Join us along for the ride. There's a very good reason why we are talking like this and doing an intro like this. Roll, just roll the intro. Just, just yeah, just roll the intro. Peggy 18. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. So this episode, Martin, we're talking about the blue stuff. And no, I don't mean blueberries. I actually do mean pornography. So, Martin, how uh, how up to date are you on the world of internet pornography? I don't know you could really be updated on it. You just get your laptop and then you search. That's as, that's as far as that's my true. knowledge goes. I don't know if there's any up to... But I know they are making great strides. And that is what we're going to talk about today on pixel podcast yeah we're not we're not going to be too cringeworthy with it we are you know there is a reason for this and i think it's a really interesting point that uh, we're going to be making on this episode now now there's a really interesting point in a world where everything is easily accessible for free in a lot of ways where music companies constantly battling for people who are illegally downloading music and movie sites you know like netflix who are trying to compete in a world where shows and movies are available also for free i think it's very interesting how um the porn industry has adapted or try to adapt to ensure that they still make money and survive when there is a mass amount of free websites that have popped up and are basically now where everyone seems to go to get their daily fix. And I think it's even weirder that actually one of the oldest studios in America, Naughty America, that's 15 years old as it stands today, has still managed to operate and still survives today. Well, Ben, it is quite surprising that a company in the adult industry is still going, especially after 15 years, mm. because like you said, it's so easily accessible um, on on the computer. I bet you any money I can go on my web search engine now and uh, type in what I want to look for, and it's free. I won't have to pay anything. Exactly. It's a Google search away. You can always find it for free, anything you want. And let's be honest, back in the day when it started... Cameras were expensive, people didn't have smartphones with things like that, people weren't sharing stuff. These days, let's be honest, a lot of people are sharing this content between themselves and making this content for themselves. Like, it's not a big studio with lots of equipment that can be the only ones making this content anymore. I think those days of, like, high-end pornography are slowly coming to an end, like you said. Um, Some, usually it's just couples and they film it because, you know, people are into that sort of stuff. Yeah. And and as well as, I wouldn't say that it's completely dead, but I would say that they've got a different marketing plan behind it because back then you'd have to pay-per-view. It was a, a pay-per-view substance where you'd pay X amount of money to view, you know, two yeah. people going at it, which is yeah. really weird, actually, when you think about it like that. But now, like I said, it's so easy accessible um, probably the bigger high-end scales that cost, say, I don't, I don't know how much uh, porn films go for. So we're going to say about three grand for argument's sake. That's three grand that they have to get back. Yeah. And I don't understand how they get that money back if it's shown on the internet. Um, 
for free. Obviously, people say, like, oh, advertising sponsors, yeah. but they don't go halfway through going at it and go, get Durex right now. Well, this no, is the big... They don't. This is the big problem. When a lot of the websites that people use these days first started out, like the free websites, when they first started, all they were doing was pirating the content of websites and companies like Naughty America who were making content at a subscription rate, like also a lot of other companies were doing. So they would get a notification as a website saying that they have to take down the pirated content, but at that point, the content would then be uploaded by another user on another website. And it was like a virus that just kept spreading and the companies couldn't keep up with it and actually find where it came from. And, you know, it was just basically an uncontrollable audience and community of people that just became, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the mercy of the organizations which were actually trying to make a lot of money. And, you know, some of these companies that started that way now make a lot of money off of collaborating with companies uh, so that, you know, they're doing things legally. And also, just like we said, taking content off people who have filmed them on their phones and things like that and have uploaded them to the website. So, you know, some of these companies, you know, like, we have to talk about it, one of the biggest one, Pornhub, RedTube, YouPorn, all of these are some of the biggest companies making the most amount of money on the internet today. I mean, they're making a crap ton of money. And, you know, they started basically... In the, in the piracy business, which is the most ridiculous thing. So how are companies actually, like Naughty America, actually being able to survive? What kind of tactics are they using? Well, they are trying to introduce their brand to potential customers. You know, they are using search engines, word of mouth, Twitter, Facebook, all the usual ways that you'd see to try and search new customers. But that's not that interesting, right? So they try to um, make a trail of breadcrumbs, which is another point, which is basically, for instance, like we said, using these three websites to upload a portion of the content. But if you want to watch the rest of the content, Martin, you follow the trailer breadcrumbs and you go to where it comes from, the paid websites. Which I guess is probably the only way you can really tackle it at that, uh, in this day and age, it feels like, because let's just say you have 100 people watching it, you're probably going to get like at max like 15% of the people actually going to the original link and watching the full one for paying. And that's still a lot of money still being wasted. And the issue with studios, these old studios like Naughty America, in comparison with their competitors, is the depth of catalogue. These free websites have massively exploded. And there's basically everything you want. Anything you ever want to look for was likely be on one of these websites. Whereas Naughty America, who have to pay a lot of money to make these and, you know, the subscription base and all this stuff, they don't have anywhere near the catalogue. Which is where, if you compare this to the way the, the music and video industry we talked about earlier worked, they have a massive variety of creators and genres. Netflix have a lot of their own original stuff, but they have a back catalogue of so much stuff from other companies because they've worked with them that you can almost find any type of thing you're looking for. Same as Spotify. Pretty much any song you want is on Spotify, apart from Taylor Swift, because Taylor Swift. So I think that's almost the difference that's happened there. And, you know, they are trying to now work as a community, something that they've learned. They've tried to, like, basically make the most out of lost customers. So if, you know, if they lose a customer from one place, they try and then refer them on to somewhere else and try and build up a network that helps each other. But this is all leading up to one big thing. And I think one important and interesting thing that I think we all knew was going to come. Pixel Podcast, officially approved by Ed's Nan. And we've talked about VR, we've talked about how great it is and all the different things you can do with it, but 
if a piece of technology is going to be created, it's going to be end up used for something that's not its intended purpose. Or maybe with this, maybe that is what it's all been leading to. We don't really know. So VR has obviously led to pornography. That's what we get into. And companies like Naughty America have jumped on the back of it, while at the moment there is no free alternatives because you physically have to go out there with a 360 camera to do it, then stitch it together, then put all the head tracking stuff in the computer afterwards. It's not as simple as doing it on your phone yet. I think that's really interesting. I will say, um, when VR got announced, uh, back in my time when I was at university with my housemates, I even said with this VR, it's going to be used for porn. And it's the age-old expression, internet is for porn. Basically, it all leads back. It all leads back to the same thing at the end of the day. And... You know, they've made a lot of started to make a lot of money out of it. A quote here says even customers that see porn as a free commodity says that they don't expect VR porn to be free. VR has raised the bar and is giving more people a justification to pay for porn. And I think that's really interesting. Um, I know this is really probably a difficult question for you, but if you were in that situation, let's just say of the general people that uh, are consuming pornography regularly and not paying for it. Would you pay for something that's extra special like that, that would make things a little bit more different and a bit more interesting? Would that, would that in a different world for you, be, be, be something that uh, you may pay for? I wouldn't ask, actually, in a different world, because I don't think I can actually get in that mindset. If you ask me now, I, I, I can see the appeal. And let's just say I was into my porn, let's go back into that other reality. I probably would, because it gives me more of a dynamic it's 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 the second best thing to actually being there. Exactly. You know, you can, you can actually look see around, around that look. person that is basically interacting with you. They're looking into your eyes, and it's it's a little bit a little bit weird in my mind. It's a little bit freaky. I don't bit know if freaky. I like it. I don't. I think it's a bit too much for me. But I under completely understand why some people would be into that completely. I I, I get it. I just I completely get have it. the funniest image in my head though. Like let's just say. You're, you've got your VR helmet on and it's quite immersive and all I can imagine is like your mum and dad just walking in and I don't even know why but it'd be just so awkward at that point good god oh my I, I bet it I bet it has happened for someone definitely has happened for someone I just god. know it it's, it's definitely happened that's just yeah because you have your headphones in you've got the headset on God. There is no way you've known. They could stand there probably for like the whole time and then walk out. That'd be and then so you'd creepy. Nev- never have known. You'd have never have known. Yeah, it is really creepy. And also with the VR, like I said, it's very immersive and it's, it, like I said, it was, it was almost as like you were there. Um, I can actually see this being the next big thing, as in, like, obviously, porn is a massive industry in its own, but adding in another effect like this you're almost almost guaranteed to make a lot more money than you're already going and and who's to say this is going to stop here maybe there's something else they want to add to it and if they keep doing this i, I can't see why uh, i think porn will go on forever because of it do you know what i think it's a really interesting concept and a really interesting thing to think about but Pornography, and I'll give you a lot of reasons why, pornography has actually pushed forward the boundaries of technology in a lot of ways. For Hmm. instance, Naughty America were the first to offer um, 4K on the platform um, when 4K was not really a thing for pornography. They also offered HD 
before HD wow. was a thing in pornography. Now they're doing VR, while VR is not really a massive thing. And also, like we discussed in, this is a link back, like we did a link to this, I think, or we did a link to something else. We're, we're doing another link back, basically. Um, we talked about VTRs. They push the boundary in terms of they, they basically them going and being allowed to go on the VHS platform meant that, that they could... Um, help them win. That's why we ended up with VHS rather than Betamax, the war between Betamax and VHS. And when it came to Blu-rays and HD DVDs, the reason Blu-rays won is Sony learned their lesson from Betamax and allowed pornography to be put on Blu-ray. And that was considered one of the core reasons why Blu-ray became successful between the war of, uh, of HD DVD and Blu-ray. So there we go. That's It's, it's really weird to think about it, but... Yeah, it's kind of cool that actually some of the stuff and I mean, we know that pornography has gone a lot further than just, you know, um, VR stuff. It's gone a lot further than VR. Like we know that we know that there's like devices out there that link into it. We're not going into detail the link into it that make the experience more immersive. So it's, you know, that's robotics there that's pushing forward. Like it's weird to think about it, but something, you know, that uh, a lot of the population spend a lot of time doing is actually having an effect on our economy and our world of technology. So there's a there's a turnaround for you. And also, it sex sells, and it's only a matter of time then. If they've pushed all that, that we get this Tony Stark sort of technology. I don't care about <laughs> the, the porn side of it. I just want to have that technology. Of course you do. Of course you care. <laughs> okay, I care a bit. But in all honesty, it is... It's... The weird world of porn. It progresses us um, as humans and technology and robotics, everything. It just pushes us. And it's such a weird uh, collaboration that goes hand in hand. It's almost um, something that shouldn't work, but it does. It's like a weird ecosystem because these companies wouldn't have to be doing this if they weren't already at least a little bit pressurized by the free content that's out there. So the piracy and the free content is kind of in spiral pushing the companies who are trying to make money to think of new ways and to get involve themselves with new technologies and back them because it gives them an edge to the other companies, which then in turn turns the technology companies to keep pushing forward and causes more of a success out of those products, which then loops back around and starts the whole cycle again. It's it's an incredible circle. I think this has been a really actually interesting and inspiring episode. I think we've I think we've turned it away from the blue stuff and actually made something really eye opening and inspirational. I just want that the more you know to come up just then. <laughs> <laughs> to continue listening to the podcast, enter any eleven digit prime number after the beep. Beep. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pixel Podcast. If you have enjoyed it, don't forget to get in touch with us on Twitter, actually, and let us know that you enjoyed it. Get involved with the conversation. That's at Pixel Podcast. Don't forget you hit that subscribe button as well. We are making it up there through the subscribers numbers, but, you know, you can help push us forward, and we'd really love you for that. If you want to read more about this, check out some of those companies we've mentioned. Feel free to do so. All the links will be on our page on abruptaudio.com forward slash pixel. While you're there, don't forget to check out more podcasts by Abrupt Audio. They are our owners and producers and they make loads of great podcasts just like this one. It's abruptaudio.com for you. And if you want to take us on the go, you can check us out on the podcast app for iOS and the Stitcher app for Android. But with that, we thank you for listening and Martin, say your goodbyes. Goodbye. And what are you doing after we finish the podcast? 
I said goodbye already, Ben. Don't worry. I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, so on that note, thank you for listening as well for myself. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace out. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Pixel Podcast. Thank you and good night. Or as they say in gamer speak, G-G-N-O-R-E. Remember to clear your history. <laughs>